0: Thank you for joining us for this podcast which I actually I'm predicting it now that it's going to be a popular one. We have already had so many downloads of the alcohol and lifestyle management uh, podcast that we've done with with you guys from Squirrel Health and I just know this topic will be one everyone has an interest in. Anyone I've spoke to about that I'm I've had people that have listened to the why not session and been like, oh my goodness, this was really useful and I've really taken a lot from it. And when I've said, Oh wait for it, I've got a nutrition one coming, everyone's really excited. So um I know that this is going to be a really good session. And actually, we've already prepped and, and had a t- conversation about what we're going to cover. And I think this content is going to be so valuable. So I want you, Sam, you have been on the podcast before, but it was a different topic on the lifestyle management one. So just yeah, introduce yourself and give us a bit of your background oh thanks beth um, well thank you for having me back
1: yes so i'm i'm sam beckinsale and um, i'm a nutrition advisor and um, i am also a pt and behavior change coach which obviously goes very well nicely together um, so i head currently the team of nutrition advisors for the help at hand app and um, you know myself and the team we literally love helping people optimize their health and meet their goals um, so we know that nutrition really is a key tool for doing this Um, So we can give you some facts and we can give you some science and we can help you make the changes that you need. But we're also real people with busy lives, children, other responsibilities. So we totally understand as well what it's like to need to put changes into everyday life and fit it into an existing lifestyle. Um, So we totally understand that. And at the end of the day, we know that most of us know that if you're offered the choice of broccoli or a Mars bar, we should really probably be choosing the broccoli for our health but at the end of the day let's be a little bit realistic about this we do need to have some balance in life and also we just need to you know have a bit of empathy for ourselves and we need to put in changes that are easy and manageable to fit in with what we've everything else that we've already got on our plate so we understand that we are going to help you do your very best for your for your health and for your um your lifestyle
0: um, but we're going to do that in a really balanced way i like what you did there help you with everything that's on your plate <laughs> <laughs> pun intentive uh, and actually when we was talking about this before sam you said you know i am i have a lot of information i make a lot of informed decisions but i still don't necessarily make the right ones when it comes to food choices and i think that that kind of normalcy of you know we emotionally eat we eat in certain situations we we uh, we but we also when we've had a, a session before you said to me why do you label things good and things bad like that already puts like a whole emotional element and a psychological element to food and things like that, and and actually it it, it makes so much so much sense. Um, and the more I, f- I talk to you, the more every time I learn something new. And actually, when we were preparing for today, we had such a great conversation, and I realised that we needed today on this podcast to go through a bit of a journey as we as we talk through. And I want us to start at diets. I think I don't like the word diet. People are always on diets. And what that what the term even actually means, et cetera. And then I want to end with a simple fact. You know, the real silent, silence, the real science um, and knowledge for us to make a difference of how we kind of perceive and, and our nutrition and our diet, which is very different to being on a diet. And when we were talking before, Sam didn't say this at all, but when me and Sam were talking, this is my summary, this is the way I perceived it, was most diets, and I'm using those finger inverted commas here, most diets, specifically fad diets, let's be realistic, let's be brutally honest, they're created for the sole purpose of making money. But that's why I believe it's a real money making machine. Look at social media. There's always a new person telling us about their weight loss journey. There's always some personal trainer or someone saying, cut this out, do this i can list the amount of diets that i've heard you've got slim fast atkins different shakes ones the rosemary connolly five percent fat diet the joe wicks there's there's so many diets there's always a new person telling us about their weight loss journey you know always you know but what actually follows What actually follows? They'll go on and on about this thing, do this, do that. Then a recipe book will follow. Then a one-to-one coaching package will follow, et cetera, et cetera. And the more diet and lifestyle becomes a marketing and money-making machine, the more crowded and confusing it becomes. The less that we actually know what we need to do. There's more out there, but the less we really know because everything's contradicting and saying you need to restrict this and input this and count this and blah, blah, blah. Um, And we think we have to be filling all these different diets to be healthy and thin thin is the next word that i'm then kind of banging on about because i feel like this 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 diets culture this thin word because it's it's what we're trained to think we eat healthy for weight loss that's that's this this relationship that we we hear all the time i need to be thin i need to look like this and therefore i need to look at what i'm eating but it's so much more than that and i'm not the expert here i'm just a very frustrated (laughs) Person being marketed at, um so I want you, Sam, please, just debunk these myths, you know, diet weight loss, how are they really related to to good balanced nutrition, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you're totally right.
1: I mean, the word diet actually just literally means what we eat. It's actually got absolutely nothing to do with calorie restriction or what weight we are at all. But of course, that word has become so charged now and it does mean something completely different when you say diet everybody is thinking of calorie restrictions and yes whatever kind of plan or whoever they're following at that particular time and and that's actually not what what it means that's literally not what it means so yeah in terms of you know what what does it mean it doesn't have to actually be that complicated i mean what we eat is actually about our overall health yes weight and being heavily overweight can definitely be an indicator that our risk of disease is higher that 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 is a fact but actually what we really should be concerned about is that food can be um, it can be a trigger for so many lifestyle diseases basically um You know, at the end of the day, we know that what we eat can be a key driver um, in sort of related diseases such as diabetes, um, cardiovascular disease. We know that it impacts our risk of um, lots of cancers Um, and on a day to day basis, it really affects our energy, our mood and our mental and physical performance. So that's what we've primarily got to be concerned with I mean actually if we are fueling our body in the right way to a level our, our weight is going to just take care of itself we're not even really going to need to think about that so I think keeping it simple and putting a big priority on what is going to fuel our body what is going to give it all of the nutrients its needs is really really key so I mean you know you asked me before about you know diet and preventing diseases and preventing things happening and at the end of the day, food has the power to regulate inflammation in our body. Um, and inflammation is a key trigger for most of these diseases. So food can be literally nature's medicine cabinet. So it gives us so many different you know, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants. It has the power to bind to different substances and hormones in the body that we don't want and to take it away. It has the power to, um, you know, neutralise lots of free radicals. We also, via the macronutrients, sort of, you know, the fats, the proteins, the carbohydrates, you know, we're giving ourselves the right level of energy for physical and mental performance. We're giving ourselves, um, you know, building blocks for repairing and building the body and the cells within the body. So this is what our food is supposed to be doing for us but when we do get it right, and I, and I hesitate to say right, because as I said before, you know, it's not a black and white situation, this, it really isn't, as people, we don't eat just for fuel, food is so much more, it is part of our, you know, we, we celebrate, we commiserate, it's our social life, It's it's, you know, it's part of culture, it's so much more, it's not just fuel, it's pleasure, it's all Sorts, it means so much. So, we can't have this get it right attitude. But when we do consume a lot of things that are not supporting our health, it's doing the opposite, it's triggering the inflammation, it's promoting disease creating in the body, and that's where we struggle.
0: Not giving ourselves a chance, if we, if we fuel ourselves properly, we're giving ourselves a much better chance at being. Kind of having the energy the success the the, the way it affects our mood etc interestingly and this isn't a plug <laughs> but, but because by the time this has come out this podcast um the workshop will have already taken place but i'm doing a, a workshop on um kind of high, hybrid working but also well-being and performance and one of the elements that we've actually got in there is is kind of alcohol and diet and the impact the way, in fact, actual fact, one of the things I found on Age UK website was to do with the, the the way a diet is and the impact it can have on your cognitive function, particularly as you get older as well, which is probably something that you're well aware of. But it was very, very interesting because they've done a lot of research into the into sort of types of diets that can also help reduce the difficulties that you could have. For example, not necessarily that diet causes Alzheimer's, but there's a lot of relationships between the positive. If you're eating very well the deterioration of your brain function is lower if you're eating yeah. in, in a more balanced yeah. um, conscious way mm-hmm. and I think that's the same for everything they wouldn't have it like high performance athletes would just be eating whatever they wanted yeah. and it wouldn't make a difference obviously there is a real clear relationship between physical performance and obviously cognitive performance as well yeah. i imagine some of the really successful um, thinkers that kind of think of a <laughs> <laughs> they're not eating junk food all of the time and being able to have that great clarity of thought and concentration etc
1: yeah absolutely i mean success leaves clues doesn't it so as you just said there um so you know it, it's definitely you know it's an obvious link to our physical and mental health um but yeah as we said it, it doesn't actually need to be super complicated so if, that there's always individual circumstances And there's always individuals that need certain things tweaked and managed for them of course there's no cookie cutter there's no one size fits all but actually there are generally some very fundamental straightforward principles that pretty much all of us can apply that is definitely going to leave us feeling better and be looking after our health in a much much better way Um, and i think we're going to sort of start to talk about some of those aren't we
0: yeah. So this is our keep it simple section. We've done the pitch to you now to say, you know, <laughs> come on guys, we're not, we're actually not trying to sell you any fad diets. There's no cookbooks off the back of this. There's nothing that you're going to have to pay <laughs> in order to, to get to, to, to access even this information um, at all. We just want to, it was Sam, it was Sam said, let's just break it down to the really simple steps. And even talking through with Sam previously, as, as I mentioned, through the Help at Hand app, um, you do get the the nutrition coaching sessions uh, of which I was able to have the experience of and already got, took so much away from it. Then talking about this podcast, there was more things that I heard from Sam. And in actual fact, that this one, the, the one of the areas that she's going to talk about very shortly is the blood sugar one. And I just wanted to weigh in before she even gets there and say, I've been trying to be really conscious of this piece. Just for this week, um, knowing that we had this podcast at the end of the week, thinking, right, I need I just want to have an example of doing something. It's made such a difference. And in actual fact, I've not even tried to lose weight this week. And I have because I haven't been reaching for the I'm very, very. In love with chocolate, and I mean like it's 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 not even a love hate. I love chocolate. I couldn't live without it. I gave it up for lent and I I literally dreamed about it every single day. I smelt it every day because I wanted it so much. um But it is a craving and it's an addiction. And I I have these little for my daughter, but I don't think she even eats any. Those little tiny Kinder, you know, the white little tiny yeah, ones. Yeah. And I grab one when I'm making a cup of coffee. You know, like just pop it in my mouth, and it's gone within what four or five seconds. But that's given me that spike of blood sugar, which is then going to continue this vile yeah. cycle that I'm in. So we'll get onto it in a second. But I just wanted to say I've consciously changed, substituted that for these, like I said earlier, rubber rubber flapjack things that I've made. I'm sure there's much more delicious things out there, but I just saw it on TikTok and copied it. But it's the habit. I've broke the habit of grabbing the sugary item, and it's made me, it's made my top things better. But the science behind it will be for you, Sam, to go into, but I just wanted to kind of, you know my real layman I tried to do the swap and it's worked. So anyway, mm-hmm. i'll I'll hand over to you now to go okay. through those, kind of keep it simple and the key areas that we should be following.
1: Yeah, okay. So yeah, as I said, everybody's an individual, but as a general rule, these are great principles to go by. So first of all, super keep it simple. We're going to we're going to look at eating more plants. Do I mean become plant based? No, I don't. If you want to be, that's that's a totally different discussion. What I, I mainly mean are that our, or actually I mean vegetables. Let's say vegetables are the foundation of our healthy diet. At the end of the day, why? So they are packed with fibre. They are packed with the type of fibre that feed the microbiome in our gut now we talk about this this all the time don't we and about how balancing our gut bacteria either alleviates symptoms that we can sometimes uh, receive if we don't or obviously make us feel optimal in terms of our um, digestive health and absorbing everything and also how we uh, feel emotionally and mood and everything else it's so linked isn't it so these plants or these vegetables are going to feed that microbiome so it's super important also this soluble fiber that we're going to get in these vegetables it's also going to bind to things that we don't want in our body necessarily it can bind to excess uh, bad cholesterol for example and take it out via the bowel it can bind to hormones that we don't want so estrogen etc and again can take it out via the bowel so it can help us balance all of these things going on in our body too it has a low caloric density So it's really, really hard to overeat vegetables. So if you are at all worried about weight and weight management, then this is definitely a key, um, you know, key principle to follow. Um, And they are an edible pharmacy. They are literally packed with phytochemicals to help the body in so many different ways. All of the different vitamins, minerals and antioxidants that are in there. So what does this mean on a very practical level? So it means incorporate plenty of dark green leafy vegetables into your day and into your week but however we do need a rainbow of different colors um, and we do need that rainbow because the different colors basically signify different kind of phytochemicals or different uh, properties that they can bring um, and support our body with so this could look like 50% of your plate being vegetable based. So when you're putting together your lunch putting together your dinner think about half your plate being non-starchy vegetables or two fists if that one sort of rings uh, clearer for you depending on the size of your plates um, but as i said it's incredibly hard to overeat vegetables so just just go for it um, and that can include some fruits as well but normally we don't have too much of a problem there with fruit do we it's it's usually vegetables that people really need to kind of focus on and boost up in their diet so that's a super easy principle, number one. Eat more of those non-starchy vegetables, fill 50% of your plate with those lovely things and put them elsewhere in your diet as well.
0: I actually saw, and again, I've, this is how great my, my knowledge base is, TikTok, but it there was some really, the, the algorithm's very clever because once you start watching one or two videos, you get more. And it was, it, this chap explained, he'd had all the different foods out. He had two cups of orange juice five or six oranges he had uh about six apple green apples and then he had a burger meal and he was just explaining exactly how that but he used the visuals and he had the different sugar cubes and what the different representation of the sugar cubes would be um and for example like within the orange juice and in the oranges it wasn't that there was it was kind of a different he was trying to explain why there was more sugar in the orange juice than there is in the oranges and it was exactly what you said it was that fiber piece because the orange juice is just all the sweet sugar coming from the orange juice yes it's still got the kind of the vitamins and the healthy but that massively spikes that sugar doesn't it but the yeah. oranges because they had the fiber in it was the it was managing all of this other stuff and, and like you say all the other benefits and it, so it therefore reduced the volume um and then he had the apples versus this um burger meal um and they were like it was like that ends up being the same calories almost if you've got these seven or eight apples versus half a burger meal but there's no fiber in the burger meal and there's another load in the apples and it was just it was really a great visual to kind of work that out for the yeah. less uh less so mm. interesting yeah it yeah was really, it was really really good but, yeah, that,
1: that, video. <laughs> that kind of brings us on quite nicely actually to the sort of the next section so because I am going to talk about blood sugar control and obviously that very much like as you just said there when you're you know the difference between drinking the juice and and eating the whole food and you know that very much does impact the blood sugar control there so my kind of second keep it simple element would be to choose low glycemic carbohydrates the most often and I'm saying most often because I'm being a little bit realistic here Um, if we say to ourselves oh I can never eat chips again and I must never have a piece of cake again well that's all we're going to kind of look look want and, and think about you know it's like if you say don't think about black cat all you think about is a black cat so what we're going to say is choose low glycemic carb- carbohydrates the most often so I don't like the term good and bad because like we've just said food isn't good and bad it's like if you said is a knife good or is it bad well if you hand the knife to a top Michelin star chef that knife's going to be pretty damn good. If you hand the knife to somebody who's got nasty intentions, that's not going to end well, is it? So there's no good, there's no bad. But we do want to, and we don't have an unhealthy relationship with food. But what we can do is we can think about the impact of our carbohydrates on our blood sugar. So if I sort of say in very basic terms, what happens when we, um, you know, we have unregulated blood sugar. So, when we eat a meal or a snack um, that is um, and I'm going to give an extreme example so it's um, perhaps uh, mainly carbohydrate orientated especially if it is quite processed and especially if that means it's got added sugars so an extreme example of this would be like white bread and jam or like a very sugary breakfast cereal that you might have in the morning, like a kid's one that you know is packed with all sorts. So there's nothing wrong with carbohydrates, but that particular, those particular sources in particular, they're going to transfer into glucose rapidly, which is going to give us a real spike in our available blood glucose or blood sugar. Now our body doesn't want to be really high or really low because that's not great for us full stop. It likes to be nicely in the middle somewhere. So when we go really high rapidly, our body's going to send insulin very rapidly to mop that up quite quickly. So it does its do and we end up coming back down the other side and we basically have a bit of a crash or a slump. So what that means sort of in our day on a normal daily basis is we will probably feel a bit tired, a bit lacking in energy. We're most likely to reach for something else to eat and or drink to pep us up. So that's where, for example, you know, you have the little nibble on a on a chocolate bar, especially if it's gone with a caffeinated drink. Um, And then within quite a short space of time, you want another hit of caffeine and another little sugary or pick me up type of snack. Um, And that is because your blood sugar has come back down the other side and kind of crashed out. So that's what that means on a day to day basis. We don't feel great and we don't we tend to get cravings. Or basically pick-me-ups because our body's like encouraging us to do that because it thinks oh now we've gone low don't like that either better get me a pick-me-up and pull me back up um but what it means on the longer term basis is that we end up becoming potentially insulin resistant um, and actually there's probably a lot more of us that are more insulin resistant than we you know we might realize that doesn't get picked up um because we don't have any more women cells and and this continues on and on and on this can then mean that we end up with elevated triglycerides ultimately which then leads to um higher circulating cholesterol in the bloodstream so that's giving us our cholesterol so all in all we're we're heading towards uh diabetes or pre-diabetes we're heading towards cardiovascular disease issues um and and yeah,
0: and overall, on a day-to-day basis, not feeling great. So, if I what I mean, I say I did my little swap out for these, like I say, rubber flapjacks. So they're just satisfying the craving, not necessarily you know the habit form. And then obviously because it's because it's rather not high in sugar, it's it's kind of giving me something. And then that's that longer energy not spiking which is is worked clearly it's worked without realizing it and, and like I said I've seen I wasn't doing it for weight loss but it's worked because that's that has been, been the impact but you know you're just saying you do need that little pick me up sometimes I suppose it's you wouldn't need it if you're constantly eating in a more more structured manner but I'm just trying to think of an alternative you know when you want a sweet thing because you fancy fancy it but you you the sugar often comes with the sweet, isn't it? So what would be a good yeah. alternative?
1: Yeah, so I think it's I think it's about coming back to... So if we're eating more vegetables, for yeah. example, so if when you have a meal or a snack, you're thinking about... Um. And I will kind of go into a little bit more detail because, you know, you're maybe not going to put less, uh, vegetables with every single snack that you have. I'll be realistic. But yeah,
0: a, cup, if you're of tea a more, cup of tea and a carrot, don't
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't necessarily, does it? But... If we are eating in a manner, so when we're we're having our main meals, for example, when we're eating in a manner where we've prioritised the vegetables on a plate, so we've boosted that fibre as well as all of the nutrition, and then we've chosen the low glycemic carbohydrates, so we've gone for the, the minimally processed wholemeal brown options. We've got brown rice, wholemeal pasta, high fibre breads, we might have gone lentils, we might have gone quinoa. There's lots of lovely options there. Oats is another example. That fibre means it's a lot harder to break down. It's also supporting gut health with um, you know our digestive health and our transit time and um, for our bowel. It's also higher in nutrition, so it does give us more things like B vitamins and zinc and, and things like that than its kind of white refined counterparts. Because it takes longer to break down, we're not getting the spike, so we don't yeah. get the crash. So we stay in the middle. That means that our appetite hormones work so much better. We don't get those cravings mm. in the same way. It kind of we, we become satisfied, we're satiated, and we're not craving or hunkering for that next thing all the time. Yeah. We want those in the right proportion as well. So as I said, if you're thinking about a plate, if you've gone 50% or two-fifths of vegetables, then you're perhaps going to be thinking about a lightly cut handful or the quarter of the plate being the starchy carbohydrates. Um potatoes can come in there as well, of course, and sweet potatoes. So we're avoiding that spike. Then, and actually I will give an example of a snack in a second, but I think maybe what (laughs) we'll do is we'll kind of
0: carry on and then
1: kind of come to that. So, um, again, we're we're binding to the stuff that we don't want. We're binding to that cholesterol and taking it out. We're sorting out the hormones. We're balancing all of that. We're, We're diminishing the cravings. So we're already in a better place. But this isn't totally the whole picture. Because what we also then want, if we're keeping it simple, is to include protein good quality protein now this can be your meat your fish your eggs it can also of course be your tofu your beans and pulses um, you know your plant-based version so you know it doesn't need to be meat it it will be whatever it is that you eat but good quality proteins need to be in that meal and actually even when you're thinking about snacks these principles come across so we'll look at some options in a second Um, so what does protein do so protein basically makes us feel fuller for longer because it sits in our stomach for longer. Quite, quite frankly, it produces something called peptide YY, um, which again tells us that we are we are full. It tells us that we're done. So it's again helping to stabilize our blood sugar, keep us nice and even. It's also giving us lots of lovely amino acids, which are building blocks to repair and recover our body, and really, really key for the nervous system as well. So. What we've then got here is we've maybe got a palm of a good quality protein or perhaps it's the other quarter of our plates so you've got half veg quarter starchy carbs a quarter protein that meal or that plate you know if it's not a whole main meal it might be significantly smaller in portion wise but that balance of the different macronutrients is going to keep you nice and stable so we're going to stop those blood sugar spikes which helps us to prevent all sorts of things great for weight management if that's what we're after but we're also thinking about things like diabetes, cholesterol, everything else. This is all key and quite important as well. Um, So, yeah, so if you take that into a snack, you're going to want to think about, right, okay, if I want to have something between a meal, because sometimes we need it, it depends how long you're going to go before your next meal and what you're doing. Again, think about how can I um, prioritise getting plenty of fibre into that snack? How can I prioritise getting some good protein into that snack? What's going to give me slow release of energy? So thinking about those things is really, really going to help you. And we've not even got onto fats yet. And we will cover that in a moment because fats are so important. But so, you know, for example, I know that the snack that you switched out that you found is working really well for you right now. is much higher in fibre than a piece of chocolate is going to be. There is sugar going on, but we've got sugar in fruit, but we've got all the fibre and the vitamins and minerals and the the nutrients that goes with that. And then we've got oats and we've got other things there that are going to give you a much slower release. What you could do is you could add some protein and or healthy fats to that and that would further help to stabilise you in that
0: snack. What my I'm trying now. I'm just thinking. Oh, because well, I've got I've got to make make another batch. What could could because I, I was going to ask the question about what's good protein, like good quality protein. But what is what would you consider poor quality protein versus good quality? Because I was just thinking. Oh, what could I add into this? I could put a spoonful of protein powder in. But I then I was thinking, is that good quality protein or is that just quick? protein so yeah okay okay so yes it is
1: it's quick protein you're right so is that wrong no It. I, I would this is my personal opinion yeah. I would say that perhaps supplementing with a protein powder sometimes is a good thing to do because of the convenience and our lifestyle yeah. Yeah. however it's important to note that you know real food so you know um so whether that's something like lentils or beans and pulses or whether that's like eggs or fish it's more than just the protein content content it's got other nutrition yeah. in it that's fueling your body whereas sometimes we can go for what we call kind of fitness or convenience food and it might be packed with protein but it might be a packed with other things that we don't Sweetness necessarily sugars, want yeah.
0: exactly what about and it doesn't have in, other stuff I?
1: Could yes. put nuts and seeds yep. in not loads because then seeds. there's
0: too many fats but yeah nuts and seeds in yep. with the banana flapjack tiny bit of maple syrup that yep. that would be a good snack then yeah Be great, be lovely. I'm getting my own personal tuition (laughs) today. Thanks, listeners. (laughs)
1: But you know, you could also go for things, you know, so it might be a bit more savoury tasting, but you might actually find it satisfies those cravings. So, you know, hard boiled eggs can be a great thing to have available to munch on. Mm. That can go with some vegetable sticks. You know, it's not quite the same. You're not going to dunk it in your cup of tea. That's slightly different, but it is a great, you know, snack to have available if you're going to have some fruit, add some, um, you know, ha- add some high high protein plain Greek yogurt to it, add a sprinkle of seeds on the top of that. You know, it's about sort of balancing it out and thinking about, is this food giving me something nutritional? Is it feeding me and fueling me? Um, whereas you're something like your low calorie, um, like, ugh, I can't even think of an example. I know A yeah, bag know of mean. something
0: processed that I don't want to name a,
1: I want to a name bad it product. But there are <laughs> but those
0: like protein bars that you eat your protein. You think, oh, it's got protein written on it, and then you look and it's full of all the extra other things that you really don't want in there either. I yeah. know exactly. Yeah, those sorts or of
1: it's, things. Or it's it's a ninety nine calorie snack in a little bag, but basically what it is is processed form of carbohydrate that is going to leave you with zero satisfaction so you'll eat it and within half an hour you'll be thinking what else have I got in my cup it's an empty
0: empty calorie empty snack type thing yeah. that's just not yeah. beneficial great no. point what's yeah. the nutritional value that I'm putting in my mouth and why am I doing it
1: yeah yeah don't don't necessarily you know it's not calorie driven so just because yeah. it says it's 99 calories snack pack weight control blah 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 that's not the criteria that you know would necessarily sure. be best to look for yeah so we've said so far we've said keep it simple we've said we've said prioritize the the vegetables on your plate yeah. we've said um choose the low glycemic carbohydrates more often and we've given an idea of a portion and what that might look like with yeah. the other foods we've said about prioritizing protein whether that's plant based or or meat fish um so fats this Fats. is a huge one. Fats, should we be low fat?
0: Should we be high fat? What I personally eat? like to be low fat, <laughs> <laughs> but I know this is it's exactly the conversation. Is it that that Rosemary Conley diet? And I'm sure it's fine to name that brand because this was years ago. But I remember being a kid and my mum was like adamant. Every single thing in the whole house, you had to look at the hundred. I still remember it to this day. You look, you had to look at the hundred grams value, and look at what it had to be under five grams of fat for every hundred grams because that was five yeah. percent and that was rose what rosemary Connolly's whole book and diet was about and that kind of I, thought, I didn't even i wasn't following it but it was an easy one i think for my mum to do because you can just look on nutritional stuff on the back yeah. and it's in my head like i see it and i think oh gosh that's not five five yeah. versus the <laughs> hundred <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay. So
1: it, historically, it's definitely been the, the enemy, hasn't it? And, and and I didn't even know about raising me But you know, yes, I know, historically, there was that patch where we were very much encouraged that any kind of fat whatsoever, we were supposed to be as low as possible. And it almost, and we were actually quite heavily encouraged, weren't we, to eat copious amounts of carbs. So it was, you know, it was big bowls of pasta because it was low fat. <laughs>
0: Yeah, eat everything uh, as long as it's low fat. But then yeah. they're always filled in with other stuff. That, that's that's problem, right. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So
1: things like you know low fat yogurts often will have you know sugars or sweetness or something else to make it more appealing. Basically, um, and it's not just yogurts. There's lots of other things as well. And um, so when it comes to fats, actually there are essential fatty acids that are absolutely crucial for great health. They do so many important things for us. I mean, for a start, there are fat-soluble vitamins, our A's, our D's, our E's and our K's. So if we're not having fat in our diet, we're not absorbing these vitamins appropriately. So for a start, that's a, that's a key indicator, isn't it, that we do need to have fat in our diet. It also helps with stabilising our blood sugar it makes us feel highly satisfied at meals it takes time for our body to break down and use which means we're not getting a spike we're not getting a crash and that is really important it's very important for inflammation regulation in the body now inflammation in the body is actually definitely one of the tree triggers um, key triggers even for you know for disease so but what types of fat should we be consuming so we have got The essential fatty acids that we want in our diet are omega-3, omega-6, omega-7 and omega-9. Okay, so omega-7 and omega-9, we're not even going to worry about. We get them quite easily. Um, You you will be getting them in your diet without question. Um, If you want to be sure of getting omega-9, for example, um, olive oil will give you that. And, you know, I would highly recommend olive oil using it for all sorts, cooking, dressings and everything in your, in your diet. But also the key thing is if you end up, we don't need a huge amount of seven or nine. But if you do end up with more than you require of this, and I'm not going to talk about an energy caloric um, situation here. But if you do have more of it in the diet than you need, it doesn't become toxic or in any way harm you. So we're not worried about that. So I wouldn't even think about it. Don't you know, don't regulate. It's going to happen now, three and six is different. So Omega three comes in our grass fed meat and our oily fish. So it can appear in things like our nuts and seeds. So our, um, you know, our our vegetarian sources, if you like. Um, But the problem is it's in a different form. It's in the form of something called ALA which is quite hard for our body to convert into what we can use properly so our conversion rate is kind of three to four percent so if you're solely relying on your kind of nuts and seeds it is best to have a chat with somebody about how we might top that up for you but i mean that's that's kind of on a more individual basis but it's something just to be aware of so your omega-3 is super important super anti-inflammatory properties in the body so many different roles for the nervous system and everything else that you need them in now so grass-fed meat oily fish if you are on nuts and seeds and other sources like that let's see whether we can make sure you're getting plenty um, to top that up now omega-6 is this is where we need to be avoiding fat so this is fat that I would be avoiding so omega-6 you're going to find these turning up in processed foods It is your vegetable oils, your soya oils, your sunflower oils. Now, what does omega-6 need? So we do need a a small amount of omega-6 in our diet, but you're very easily going to get that from a handful of nuts and seeds or things that we would just normally eat in our diet. It is not difficult. We're very unlikely to be deficient in it. However, it's really easy to get more of it than we need, really easy, especially if we do eat processed food. So if we are having that packet of crisps, and we use you know and we're having that um, ready meal and actually if you look on the back of the ingredients even if it's quite healthy ingredients you might find that it's got vegetable oil in it so we could quite quickly build up to a level where we're getting quite a lot of it now omega-6 when we go over and above what we need it actually creates inflammation in the body so that is a a sort of an important thing to sort kind of be aware of so the the best way to kind of avoid that is go for things like your, your, your um, you know, your olive oil for your cooking and your dressings and everything else and really just avoid those processed foods. That, that in, in very simple terms, that's going to dramatically help you um, to, to kind of sort that out. But the essence of it is that isn't evil and we, we do need to have it in our diets. Um, so, you know, it is important. Please don't just think low fat's the way to go.
0: It's a bit like we use the term good stress and bad stress. It's like healthy fats and not so healthy fats, isn't yeah. it? Like everything's yeah. good for you. We all need a little bit of stress to help us yeah. be productive. We also need a little bit of the right fats to keep us yeah. to keep us going. I've written that down though, a 6. I think this might be the first podcast my husband actually listens to of mine because he's obsessed <laughs> with all of these. Um, you know, like all the the actual details of the the um nutrients the stuff that you've just spoken about he loves all that so I think <laughs> you might actually listen to this one hello if you are <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> <laughs> was there was there anything because we've this this is the this is the keep it simple and I feel like it really has been incredibly simple in terms of you know how you've how you've narrowed it down the good healthy fats good quality protein I'm calling it brown versions of everything when it comes <laughs> <Yeah>. to carbs, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. prioritizing plants, vegetables, etc., um, And then that kind of being, being aware of that, that kind of, you you used, I think the word glycemic and then simple terms for me, like just the thinking of your blood sugar when you're eating, is it going to yeah. spike it? Is it going to not? Keeping that in mind is the, is the just the basics. And yeah. as you were saying it gets it once i and do you know what i do 100 percent know this is true because what i did have um i called it fat club it was brilliant i had this group of people that was in with we'd done a test like uh, not like a. Not, you know, how do you feel after you've eaten do you feel food full do you feel this etc and then we had a, like a meal plan and it, and, it, and this is really important to highlight it was not a diet it wasn't a, like a, it was specifically exactly what you're talking about making sure that every meal that we had was the half half vegetables we was encouraged to eat the brown rice the brown pasta so on and so forth and we used to take photos and send it to the group and it was monitored um by the, the um, nutrition person that set it up and i did snack less. do you know what i mean i did i lost mm-hmm. so much weight i lost so many inches i felt really healthy i had so much more energy and it worked it worked mainly there was the element of accountability isn't it like when you report into someone to say you're doing Mm -hmm. it you tend to do it better but the the actual way I had to manage my plate was exactly as you've said Mm -hmm. my snacks ended up being things like I used to have an apple I used to have a little handful of nuts or the other thing that I had as a treat when I had a cup of tea was a rice crake with um the nut you know the good quality peanut butter with the Mm actual nuts in rather than Mm -hmm. smooth Mm -hmm. and that I never really fancied anything else because it just, it it did all balance out. Hormones got better. My moods got better. Didn't crave alcohol. It was a really, really, it was really successful. So if, if anyone's listening thinking, Oh God, it's so hard. Do you know what? Making a few changes, tiny bit. And we talk about this all the time in all of our, all of our sessions. And specifically when we have a session with, with square health and Sam, you don't have to overhaul everything all in one go because that can be too much. we we suggest those little tweaks maybe change like i've done i've substituted my my grab a chocolate to this kind of flapjack snack which is going to be even better because i'm now going to add some nuts and seeds in it and then i will will report back sam and (laughs) let you know how that's found but it, it just doing that first of all then thinking about how i can add more vegetables to to meals then you know just gradually increasing increasing and the the managing my mental health podcast that we've just released um in may we talk about one percenters and non-negotiables and things like that in there like let's let's introduce these things gradually is there anything else that you would would be so need to be mindful of
1: no i mean i think you know at the end of the day you've you've just hit the nail on the head there that you know we've given these kind of very basic principles here but you know come and have your appointment because we will hold your hand through this and and yes we can implement this bit by bit but i think it's just about not getting so het up in some of the extra details and just bringing it down to the very simple concepts of of what's going to help most people in most uh, you know situations Yeah, and, and, and then we obviously we do also um, you know think about other aspects of, of lifestyle and you know that could be a referral onto you might have personal training as well or you might yeah. have lifestyle or so you know sleep and and, and you know movement and exercise and, and mindset etc. Obviously this is all a jigsaw. Yeah. Um but you know come along and start the you know the nutrition bit of your of your jigsaw um and let us help you kind of simplify it and make it easy and yeah you we will totally those cravings will change dramatically does it mean you'll never have a piece of cake in of course it doesn't um sure <laughs> but it, it means you're not going to be constantly craving it and you're going to have it and enjoy it and, and yeah. you know not eat the whole cake um you know that's that's the difference it's it's totally you know about balance and you know making yourself feel good really
0: So just as a reminder, for those customers that are with Unum, uh, sorry, the listeners that are customers of Unum, particularly with the Group Income Protection product, you can take your, um, basically, Wellbeing 360 assessment. There's four different assessments you can take. Just taking one of those, you don't have to take all four, but just taking one of those, getting your Wellbeing score, unlocks the opportunity to book any of those three different sessions that Sam was saying, the Lifestyle coaching the personal training or the nutrition sessions they don't cost anything they're part of the package like this is free one-to-one advice and I've, I've had people who already work in my department who have signed you know one's had the personal training one's had the nutrition and they have said it's better than one said it was better than the personal trainer that they'd actually had and the other one has taken some really good um, first steps uh, from having the from having the session. So we are not just talking about it; we are walking the walk as well, and, and it is really, really beneficial. So I, I, as always, have got some uh, valuable key takeaways for myself. I think it was really, really interesting for me that term "nature's medicine cabinet" and also the um the kind of information element, like how much food and your diet can pay from a prevention perspective for so many of those conditions because they can help reduce inflammation and then actually when you then went on to say about the omega-6 and that that can increase it you're just you're causing yourself more problems than you need to if you're not just being a little bit more mindful but don't try and do everything all at once step by step and it would all be successful absolutely Okay, thank you very much. Like thank you know, you. there's so much in real life that we can be applying every single day, but it's about getting those foundations in, getting started. Um, so if you do one thing today, maybe swap out a snack, add in a few more green green vegetables to your to your meal, or in fact, get your session booked in with Square Health. off the Absolutely. helper handout. Thank you so much for your time, Sam. Thank you. And hopefully we'll catch you on the next podcast. Thank you very much.